I hit Vancouver in the blazing sun on the 9th of February, 61. And from the 10th of February through till May, it rained and poured all night and day. The more they tried to keep me down, the better I live in this here town. And the more they try to grind you down, Welcome to another episode of Vancouver Places where we tell you fun, interesting stories about, I probably don't need to say this because I say this so many times and everyone understands what I'm saying already. But we have another story about the city of Vancouver for you this week. Um, and this week, we as always, we have the authors of 111 Places in Vancouver that you must not miss, Graham Menzies and Dave Dorgie. Who's going to take the lead on this one, guys? What are we learning about this week? Well, Graham works out at UBC in his day job, and this story is a beautiful UBC story. So take it away, Mr. Menzies. <laughs> Thank you for that lead in. Um, what we're going to talk about uh, this evening, I thought we'd have a little conversation about uh, item number six, chapter number six in our book, Dave. Uh, this was the artillery searchlights. And um, I, I like this story for a couple reasons. One, it's, it's a good, interesting hike. Um, I guess you could call it a walk too, but it's a, it's an interesting walk, an interesting hike. Um, two, it's good. Mike, you know I love a good story about hippies, but oh, um, I love the same. I love the hippie story. This, this is kind of like the opposite of that. This this oh. one is 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 good hidden history, and it's a, a there's some really neat um, military history in Vancouver that a lot of people don't know about because they're kind of known as you know the hippies and the peace movement. And we talked before happenings. about stop the, you know, the nuclear we yeah, weapons and Greenpeace and the yeah. happenings and all that sort of stuff. Oh, That's happening. kind of what, you know, people think of, they think of Vancouver, but there's yeah. actually kind of a neat military history too uh, here as well. So it gets into that a little bit. And the other thing, the last thing that's kind of neat about this uh, is it's a, it's a visually cool thing to see. So there's like graffiti, all, all over this. And if you're a photographer, you, you just like seeing neat stuff. I think it's a, it's a neat thing. So anyway, we're going to talk about the it's artillery. Gonna, I was going to say the anticipation is killing me. Well, right? I, you're thinking, what are they? First yeah. of all, well, right? you know, Dave, you know, Dave, you know what they are. well, I, you know, when I was a kid, we'd go climb all over them, but we would never call them the artillery searchlights. And that's yeah, why I like the them? story. Huh? What'd you call them? We'd call them the bunkers. We'd mm -hmm. call them the towers. We'd call them the uh, the world the cool World War II kind of monument there or the buildings yeah. probably the bunkers you know we 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 thought of them as World War II bunkers where planes were shot down or in, in your mind you'd think of a fortified kind of an artillery place where they're shooting uh, German fighters off the coast yeah but what were they what they are is they're well, these big cement what would you call them like they're, they're kind of like towers towers yeah yeah um, and they're on wreck they're on wreck beach yeah. You so in, in, in Beach. Book, we call them the artillery searchlights, which is really what they are. But yeah. most people, the Wreck Beach Towers, the Wreck Beach Fort, I don't know. I mean, yeah. And most of them, most people, I think, go down Wreck Beach. Uh, there's, there's two. So there's two of them. They're on the beach. And the one I like is on Tower Beach. And the way you get there. So that's the other thing. Where is it? Uh, we've covered what it is, but where it is, is my recommendation is go park at uh, Museum of Anthropology or or near there, right? right? And then you go to the Museum of Anthropology and just as you're looking at the museum to your left, there's a trail and you take that trail and it goes through the woods and then it begins to go down and you go down actually, um, oh, I wrote it down somewhere. It's like 70, it is 70 meters down. <laughs> so it's a bit of a workout on the thighs, uh, more so coming up. Then it is going down, but you go down the stairs and then you turn right 
and you sort of weave your way along the shore. It's mostly rocky, pebbly. It's not so much yeah. sand. It's, it's yeah. a little bit more rocks and pebbles. So, you know, wear proper shoes. Don't wear flip-flops. And this is not a flip-flop walk. Mike uh, went down feet. to watch his flip, and he flipped his flop. Mike, have you, have you been there? <laughs> have you been to the uh, artillery uh, searchlights? No, I flipped my flop a lot of other places, but not there. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, have you been, been to Wreck Beach in the summertime just to look at nude women? Um, no. <laughs> no. Well, <laughs> I've been in the summer, but not, yeah. Not that, that. that is uh, that that is a point worth mentioning. If you're if you're uh, shy, you might want to skip this one because it's it's a clothing optional area. You might you may see uh, more than the artillery searchlights uh, when when you go there. When, but when you go I was short kid, hike, and you'll find those uh, the the first the tower there. 1967, 68, Canada's only nude beach, and it was a big deal. It was a nude beach. It was Canada's Red only beach. nude beach. It was Red a beach huge was, deal. Yeah. Like the newspaper, no CBC running Still stories, front page of the sun. People go there. Why aren't the police shutting it down? Someone is there naked. And the epicenter of it was at the, the towers or at the um, whatever you want to call them. No one called them the artillery searchlights, but at the um, the, the towers, the forks, the um, whatever they were. Yeah. And they're covered in graffiti, as Graham said. And there was many a time there was people in there smoking marijuana joints, drinking mm. beer. I'm, I think there's a lot of garbage and it smells like urine inside of them. <laughs> well, really not, on, this one. Go check not on the one I'm telling you about. The one that's closer to Wreck Beach, it's a little bit more accessible. So, yeah, it gets a little bit more okay. uh, visits to it. So What I'm interested in, Graham, is, is mm -hmm. you're, you're, a, you're a military guy. So what purpose did they serve? To what degree were they deployed? When were they built? And did anybody shoot anything out of there? Excellent questions, Dave. And I have answers to some of them. Um, so <laughs> I will I will let you know if you have excellent answers to my excellent yeah, questions. Yeah, the Mutual you. Admiration Society. <laughs> I'm sure there'll be excellent answers. Built built in 1938. That's that's the easy. Uh, that's the low hanging fruit of your questions. But okay. the other thing that's kind of neat about this is that um, the the search lights are down right on the shore. They're they're right where uh, the water is. The are the bunkers and I think the guns that you were maybe talking about earlier, Dave, are actually well, 70, 100 meters farther up in elevation. Oh, so there, oh, there were and guns. And they're further back. Yeah, the guns are, are where the museum is today. Okay, so the guns aren't right. part of, like, the towers look like big cigars out of the ground. Like, there's tubular right. things that come up. And th there was no guns in yeah. those. No guns in those. Okay, just so where, just where the guns were, lights. they don't exist anymore. That bunker doesn't exist. You can't go see a, a, a bunker. Well, you, you can see remnants of it. Okay. I mean, it's, you can see some concrete, and they actually built the Museum of Anthropology on top of the, the gun turrets. Oh, wow. And you can even, when you go inside the Museum uh, of Anthropology, um, the Bill Reed sculpture about the uh, raven and the first man, I think, is actually, you look at it and say, wow, this is a really neat round room. Well, it's like a, it's a magazine. Uh, it's the mag where they stored the shells for the gun turrets that were up above. But you don't, it's not the first thing that comes to your mind. This is why I sort of say it's hidden history. But, but so the neat thing about this then, the sort of from a military point of view, is you've got the searchlights that are down low on the shore. You've got the guns that are 100 meters higher up and farther back. So if you were on, uh, I don't know, a submarine or a destroyer or something, and you're coming in to attack Vancouver, and you see these searchlights, you might think that's where the guns are. And you'd be way off yeah, because the guns shaky. are up higher and farther back. I would right? imagine. So it's really kind of clever 
the, mm. and then the yeah. firepower, the, the guns would be firing. If they're firing at night, they're coming at you and you're like, where is these guns coming from? I can see where the lights are, but the lights are, I don't seem to be where the guns are. Well, it's very, the next question, clever. I don't want to put you on the spot and you did such a good job answering 1938. That was an excellent answer <laughs> to the next question, but I don't think the guns were ever fired. I mean, I, I don't ever, I don't recall in my history lessons, Vancouver being attacked by anybody. And 38 seems like an early time to build them. Like the war began in, um, when was the war from 40 to 45? Well, 39. 39. So yeah. 38, we were already scared of being attacked by the Japanese. The Germans mm -hmm. would come the other way over the Atlantic, wouldn't they? I mean, it would have been the Japanese, I guess. Yeah. Might, yeah. Um, but I don't, were they ever fired the guns? Well, uh, not not in um, not in defense. Shall no, we say. in practice, because sure. there was there was three guns there, and one of them was a little bit wonky, and they sort of just decided not to use it unless they were in really deep doo doo. And they had two other guns which were functional, and they used. And the story I heard is that it, one time they fired a gun, uh, a shell, as a as a kind of a warning shot to some fishing vessel that was uh, they needed to get their attention, and so they decided to fire a warning shot over the bow, you know, a shot over the bow this fishing vessel and they did that but i think the the angle was such that it actually hit went over the bow hit the water and skipped like a stone <laughs> and then it went up again and landed on the side of a, uh, a freighter um but, sort of they wow. accidentally hit it hit a ship but fortunately did not uh, sink it so you've told me about the uh, year they were built and then we've discussed their utility and that mm -hmm. they were, were thank god i mean what a wonderful country we live in that we never had to fire those guns you know in defense um, but the towers are so fortified. I wonder what the future plans are. Or, I mean, can you destroy that? They, they seem like the walls are like three foot concrete. Yeah. Well, I think at one point they did talk about, you know, getting rid of them. But fortunately, I think people have sort of uh, see the see the value of them now as kind of a neat little, I don't know, artifact of, of yesteryear or something. So uh, I don't think they're officially protected, but I think there's kind of a general understanding that they're kind of neat. And uh, they should be they should be left there. One little trivia. Now, you're asking in a previous episode about how far bees fly. So my question for you is going to be how how many millions of candle power do you think you would need to illuminate a target three kilometers away? I think about that a lot. That is something that <laughs> often around the dinner table at our house, we discuss that. Mm -hmm. This has been a perplexing what, question that I've been talking about four or five years old. And I've been waiting for someone to ask me, what's the question again? I can't believe you're asking that. How many million candle three, my, my answer is three million. My answer mm -hmm. is uh, 164 million. Well, you're closer, Dave. 800 million. 800 wow. million candle power. That's fascinating. But they could light up a target from three kilometers away. Three kilometers away, you'd be, you'd be lit up. And there was not only gun placements here, here at this location where the Museum of Anthropology is, but there was other guns on the other side uh, of, of the water. And then also in Stanley Park. And I think those are I think those are all gone. So this is kind of the last. Are those bit. near the, um, what's that restaurant that's in Stanley Park? That's like right around Third Beach, is that it? The Tea House? Yeah, was it around there? Yeah. You know, For I need that. to go. I need to go look. Um, but it's it's somewhere right on the uh, what's that would be the the western side. Yeah, yeah. And then on the north side, it's Lighthouse Park. Mm -hmm. So right, in, you got Lighthouse Park on the north. You got um, these artillery searchlights, the Museum of Anthropology on the south, and then you had Stanley Park 
um, to the east of those. And that's kind of the, the three areas. It doesn't sound like we're that, I hate to say it, it doesn't sound like we're that well protected for attack. <laughs> We've got three places. You know what I mean? Sorry. And thank God we live in a peaceful country and we were never through. attacked. But it's, you know, if somebody wanted to attack us, you know, far be it for me to say that that strategically is, is uh, inept. Doesn't sound well, like you know, no. yeah. I don't these days, you know, I don't think anyone would be coming in by battleship. <laughs> I mean, you'd see them coming Fingers a thousand crossed. miles away, or something. yeah. So. But with uh, eight million candle power a thousand miles away, we wouldn't have enough to light it up a thousand miles Was away. It? That's, that's true, it, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I know we're we need to wrap this up, um, fairly soon. But there's the other thing, uh, on kind of the hidden history there, so. It started off as the, as the gun placement with the gun battery and the searchlights down on the shore, which is a fascinating hike. But you can walk around the Museum of Anthropology and you can, if you're looking for it, you'll notice some of the, uh, the old uh, gun battlements there. But then we talked in an earlier episode about Arthur Erickson, uh, one of the great Canadian uh, architects. And uh, uh, he comes from here. He, he designed uh, the Museum of Anthropology. So you can check out that uh, architectural feature of there as well. In between the, the, that, which was like the early 1970s that Erickson built the, the Museum of Anthropology, after the, gun, the guns were there until like 1948 or something. And then they thought, you know, war's over and we kind of never really used them during the war. We can kind of get, get rid of, they got rid of the guns. But they also had a lot of veterans that were returning uh, from the war. And a lot of them are going to the university. And they actually turned, converted that area into a residence for students. So it was actually yeah. student resident for the University of British Columbia for a while, and then later went back to being the museum, uh, went toward being the Museum of Anthropology. So it's a really interesting area. Well, I wonder if there's been any plan, if anybody has ever put forth a plan, because those are fortified, strong buildings that are here for the next thousand years, to make them into something, uh, maybe housing, or maybe a resource center, or maybe storage. But they're really, mm-hmm. it, it seems to me like they're just nothing but a graffiti canvas and they're cool the way they are. Probably the best thing is to do nothing. But I bet some people might have put a proposal into the city of, I guess, the university endowment lands. Let's make this housing. You know, it's it's a, it's almost yeah. a waste just to have these abandoned towers. Hmm. Yeah, would be a pretty cool place to live. Although I got to say, not the most accessible. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's a bit of a hike down there. Not not the most. It's a bit of a bit of a. But hike. I'm sure the view is beautiful at the same time. Yeah. So my. You guys know what's coming up is my normal question of what are the last thoughts? I feel like, Graham, you're going to be the one who has the last thoughts on this. Wow. You know, I'm trying uh, to... No I'm, pressure or anything, but... Uh, I, I think I've kind of like uh, inadvertently given my final thought. I mean, I would just say two things. It would be fun to go there and check out this particular hike down those stairs and then turn right and, uh, and, and, and do that walk. But I think also just the museum of anthropology itself. Um, a lot of people go there go in it. I would say my final thought, go there and walk around it, uh, as well. Um, there's, there's some cool stuff, um, around there. And, and one of the cool things I think is trying to see these, uh, little hints and, and echoes of, you know, 1939 Vancouver. I wonder what that area was like in 1939. Probably not much going on there, was it? Yeah, probably. No, but you would have had 200, 250 uh, people uh, there that were in the in probably artillery. Security, in the, probably the Canadian Army yeah. or the military did not want you just kind of hanging out there, you know? Oh, yeah, it would have been oh, like a top yeah. secret zone. Um, yeah, right. yeah, the, the headquarters, the Pacific headquarters for the Army, Navy, and Air Force was in the Jericho yeah. uh, garrison oh, yeah. area. We got, we got another chapter so, on that that'll yeah. be coming up in 111 places, yeah, in Vancouver places. But I got, I've got some parting thoughts for you, Mike. Go on. 
Well, if you, you haven't been there, so I want to suggest you do two things when you go there. Okay. First of all, pop by a um, Canadian Tire or a Home Depot and pick up some spray paint. Okay. 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 And then just take your clothes off. Yep. And to get the full experience, wander around there naked. Sure. Spraying graffiti on the side of them. That is okay. such a quintessential hippie Vancouver experience. Or you do every weekend, right? No, I don't. But I just think if you really want to pick up the vibe, the fumes from the spray paint combined with you being naked and just the, the whole vibe, it would be really good. Okay, cool. That's That, that was the <laughs> most interesting of the last thoughts that we've had in the, our 35 <laughs> episodes or so. Um, so we're going to wrap this up really quick. Do it, Mike. Just don't say, don't say so it will, but do it. So, so no. Uh, no, I, I'm definitely going to do that. There's no way I'm going to not. There's no way I'm going to avoid that weird request. <laughs> um, so we're going to wrap this up and say head over to the Museum of Anthropology. But on Dave's request, make sure that you had the Canadian Tire before to pick up some graffiti. So when you get to the Museum of Anthropology, please walk around uh, upon Graham's request and say, you know, take a look at that area. At one point, we will have an episode on the Museum of Anthropology. That's right. I'm doing that's we are doing that coming up. Yeah, yep. it's coming up. We'll so that. stay yeah, tuned. Point, stay yeah. tuned for that one. Come back um, and then uh, head down, get your workout in, head down the head down to the beach, strip off all your clothes, apparently get the full <laughs> experience. And uh, yeah, check out the artillery searchlights uh, from 1938. So it'll be a really interesting part of history uh, to experience while you're naked, apparently. <laughs> uh, but yes, as always come back next week but also we really want you to uh to hear your thoughts on what you're thinking of the podcast uh go on to apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this uh you know tell your friends leave comments like it that really does help us uh get our get our numbers up which is great but also head over to our facebook page to let us know um share your possibly naked fish pictures of you at artillery search slice graffiti places and uh or other thoughts or other places you've been to uh from the podcast check it out let me let us know your thoughts but as always make sure you come back next week for another episode of vancouver places where we tell you the fun interesting stories about vancouver british columbia canada that you must not miss see you next week <laughs>